0: Hi everyone. So today's episode is another interview and it's a little bit different than my previous interviews as far as this person isn't a coach or a spiritual teacher or anything along those lines. However, she does do yoga instruction and does fitness, which is definitely a form of spiritual practice. But it's somebody who I actually have known for a while now. And we met, of course, outside of the internet and outside of the industry. We knew each other in person. We were good friends in person. And while our lives drifted apart, we both kind of found ourselves um, doing a 180 in our lives and changing for the better and sharing that with people online and in person and I've been admiring her light that she's really been in the world and what she's been sharing on her personal profile and admiring her transformation and how she really has anchored into being present and being in the moment and being in the here and now so I really wanted to interview her as inspiration and to share her story with you guys so I hope you enjoy today's episode and have a great day. You are the universe, you are that which created the universe, and you are everything in the universe. You are infinite consciousness having a human experience, and you get to have a life that is one of joy, peace, and abundance. My name is Karina, I am your host, and you are listening to Beyond Stardust. Welcome back to Beyond Stardust. Today I have a guest, Olivia Skinner. She is a good friend of mine. We we knew each other quite a while ago and um, our lives went separate directions, but we both have gone on various separate but spiritual journeys and I've just been admiring the stuff that she's been sharing and posting on social media she has been such a bright light you can just tell by looking at her page and her stories and just all the stuff that she's doing and I wanted to um, interview her and share her story and journey with you guys as inspiration Um, so Olivia hi
1: hey Karina and to all of your listeners happy to be here with you guys
0: thank you thank you thank you I'm so happy to have you I've been trying to get you on for a little while so I'm glad we were able to make it work
1: yes me too me too thanks for your patience
0: (laughs) well thank you as well (laughs) so um so why don't we just kind of start with um with where how whatever you want to share with the audience kind of like how your life changed when you started getting more into your spirituality
1: yeah um it just feels like such a long journey, you know, I'm sure yeah. you know that I was like first introduced to spirituality and the law of attraction when I was about 16, I was working at a, like had never heard of anything like that in my life, I was working at a hotel, I just randomly met a guy who had written a book about um, aligning actually sobriety and spirituality together. To become just your best version. Um, emotion. Yeah. I wish I could remember the name. I feel bad I can't. It was one of my favorite. Oh, it was called Emotional Sobriety. Oh, wow. It was a very beautiful book. I'll share it with you sometime. But I remember I didn't really align so much with the addiction part. I would later in life, but not at that time. Yeah. Um. But uh, It just really opened my eyes. And I remember I went to a meeting and I was the youngest girl there by a long shot. Or they just talked about light working and manifestation and it all was so new and fresh. But I knew that I had found the right place and I knew that it was speaking to something inside of me, very deep within. Yeah. And got pulled away from that just by life circumstances and getting caught up doing what young 16 year olds do. And it wasn't really that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But always something that I've came back to, you know, my very early 20s. I moved out on my own. I was pretty scared just to kind of be thrown out there, not just on my own. And I remember I found my book and I the emotional sobriety book and I began to read it. And I actually reached out to him and started just talking about it again and realizing that the more I spoke about it, the more I could relate to it, the more beautiful my life became. And. Mm -hmm. In ways, the less alone I felt—not yeah. because I was working with this guy who was very experienced or whatever, but just because everything I was reading and seeing like
0: resonated inside
1: yeah. of me. My- mm-hmm.
0: So when so you you discovered that book around sixteen, and you got really into that, and then you know life happens. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and so when did you kind of find yourself back on your spiritual journey?
1: Yeah, so just probably about four years ago or so, mm-hmm. maybe even a little less, I unfortunately found myself in the trenches of partying, that type of lifestyle. I really truly didn't know anything else. I had forgotten that there was other versions of me inside of this. Yeah. Like whatever I was at that time. And There was a crossroads I came across where I found myself at rock bottom. I I thought I had been at rock bottom before, but I was definitely in the pit. Yeah. I had this moment where I was looking for a job. I hadn't even been working or anything, like just barely functioning as a being. And... We went, excuse me, I basically, I got a job at a bar the same time I got a job at a fitness studio. And I, that was kind of my awakening point where I'm, am I going to continue living this life or am I going to be the person that I've always been destined to be? Right. And deciding to make that shift into fitness is what truly, like getting that body connection back really helped me connect with my spirituality as well when I felt more into myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Taking care of yourself and being aware of yourself. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. i never forget when I went into my interview at Orange Theory, the manager at the time had that book on her desk, The Four Agreements. And oh, I got yeah. that to be super popular. And I had some quotes from it in the past, but it was kind of one of those things where I know that it was a universe telling me like what I should do is this.
0: Yeah. Have you, had you, have you read the book since then? I haven't. No, I, I should. Oh my gosh. You should, you should really read that book. I read that book, um, Oh, long time ago, like right before college. And it, I had it, I had posted the four agreements up on my, um, quirk board, you know, my, whatever you call it, the note board for myself. Um, I always remembered the yeah. I would always refer to them. I kind of have a similar story to you. You know, it's like I got really into the spiritual stuff and the manifesting, and then I found myself drifting away. And as you know, like I was really into the party scene for a while as well. And um, and yeah, just they reached a point where it was like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I just can't continue down this road or this path. Yeah,
1: yeah. seriously.
0: <laughs> and also, like in those
1: circumstances, you something I learned is like you can't really take away something from your life without finding something to replace it yeah. so I got I got rid of drinking and was like well I feel so empty like mm. what? who am I what do I do now yeah and then fitness piece but then also being brought back to my spirituality I'm like oh no this is who I am man queen
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I love that <laughs> yeah so so um what on that journey, when you, when you started going back into like when you started working in fitness and you started getting back into your spirituality, what would you say were some of the most influential um, maybe books or leaders or yeah, anything that that influenced you the most? I do like I mentioned before we started the recording itself. Um, I did note I did mention that I noticed that you, there's a lot of like Ramdas and kind of like Eastern theology and philosophy
1: yes definitely
0: yeah I resonate a
1: lot with Ram Dass like very much so mm-hmm. I really enjoy he's not as popular I believe I don't think he's as big as also Abraham Hicks is a huge one but yeah there's a spiritual leader named Matt Kahn huh. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him but I feel you would really enjoy it and there's a book called the universe always has a plan. Mm-hmm. I, I even just picked it up in my hands from my bookshelf and I like, I feel like I'm getting the chills and like, emotional, <laughs> like knowing how much this book has carried me through. I wouldn't call myself a big reader. I'm more of like a short story quote type of gal. Yeah. For the way that this book is written, it's smaller chapters, really bite size. And that's something that I can easily connect with.
0: Nice. Um, can you mention the book one more time?
1: the universe always has a plan
0: nice okay I'll have to remember that one then also the listeners can make a note of that as well
1: yes I it's it's beautiful it's beautiful and but yeah um Ram Dass Abraham Hicks Matt Calm would probably be my top people that I've I've found connection to
0: yeah and and go ahead what were you gonna say
1: oh I'm sorry I I got, go ahead yeah
0: <laughs> okay um well I was just gonna ask so on this journey when when you know you're reading these books and um listening to um these people what would you say was there any moments where you maybe had like maybe like a little bit of a spiritual awakening or like where you notice a really big shift or any any key moments that you can point out in your journey that you remember
1: um yeah I'm trying to think of of like a more specific thing but I feel like that's kind of something that happens to me frequently Mm -hmm. um there's definitely been bigger moments where I've had a conversation or really read like heard or read something and been just shook like wow I feel more awake now Mm. but I feel like that's something that I experience like quite frequently like how you mentioned like my posts that I put like those quotes that I'm posting is because they like struck a nerve in me somewhere. Right. And, and I feel like I really latch on to those moments, those small moments of this small quote and like, just sit with that feeling as long as I can and embrace whatever that is that it's bringing to light for me.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of like more of a specific time, but it's, it's kind of just through everything, especially starting my spiritual journey when I was in like such a low place. Yeah. Like I I know that a lot of my memories like unfortunately aren't so clear. So yeah. I had certain times where I was like, Oh, this, this is exactly what it is. Yeah. But looking back, I feel like it was just small, more like little bits and pieces. Um, I feel like that kind of happens to me quite frequently, just yeah. having those moments of like yes i'm on the right path this is what i'm doing and it's for a great reason yeah mm-hmm. did you have any like really specific moments where you were like oh my god this like this <laughs> word or this feeling or this voice i heard something that just kind of shook you
0: um yeah so i i mean there's been many throughout my life because this has been this has been a really in many ways, lifelong journey for me. But last year in 2000, in 2001, in like September or August or September, um, I had, because, you know, I have been teaching spirituality and, um, diving deep into this, um, as far as like talking about it online and trying to be like a leader and teacher in this, in this industry, um, since the beginning of 2020. And I was getting a little overwhelmed with like you know, okay, do I, do I do card readings, like crystal, like what, do I, cause I know all this stuff from my, from my like childhood and teenage years, like crystal magic um, spells. I grew up with my mom being, um, being pagan and, and do, and being basically being a witch. And so I knew all about this kind of stuff already. And I, and I'm seeing all these other people like doing readings all the time and it just wasn't resonating. And I, and I knew from, you know, all the, um, what I've learned and from what I've experienced that that I knew that this idea that like we are one and that everything is a manifestation. And and basically I just asked the universe, can you just show me what the actual like truth is? Because I'm getting a little overwhelmed and I just don't know what direction to go. And I just feel overwhelmed in my journey. And um and I kind of had this spiritual awakening where where kind of the ideas of like Eastern philosophy and stuff. Like I talk a lot about non-duality on here opened up to me. The idea that, that consciousness and awareness is that ultimate truth Mm. that we're looking for and how everything else is just spiritual seeking and how a lot of it is based in spiritual ego egotism. And that really just hit me as, as like truth for me and I started seeking mentors around that. And that that was probably the most profound time because it's like I had heard all these concepts before. And I had, you know, I had read a lot of like Ram Dass and Eckhart Tolle and, you know, the big names and stuff. And Eastern, especially like Eastern um, religion and philosophy and theology, it never really appealed to me. But this was a huge awakening for me. And now I'm diving more and more into that aspect.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Cool. So, um. So back to you, because this is an interview for you. <laughs> I
1: know. Uh, sorry, I'm curious. I have questions too. I'm getting. <laughs> um. Hmm.
0: So, may I ask, like, what what is it about about? Because, like, I, I do notice that you post a lot of like being present in the moment. Um, the, the just the 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 point that life is to just be and just to exist. I feel like a lot of people focus more on spiritual seeking would you say that you are doing i would like to know more about how you view spirituality and how um this kind of idea of of just be here now how that really resonates with you
1: yes i'm <clears throat> the biggest thing that my spiritual journey has showed me is that I truly operate at my fullest potential and my highest power when I remain just suspended in the here and now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not myself if I'm worrying about what I did, where I'm going, because I know that in this moment is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yes. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah so much and that brings so much comfort to my life because I feel I've always been such like a doing doing this doing that going there it's like I'm just being like we're human beings we're called that for a reason we're not supposed to be running around all crazy like you're supposed to just be able to settle into the moment and that's only something I've been able to do for the past shoot I would even say maybe one year Mm -hmm like I would always be kind of escaping something or going away from something going to something like well how about if i was just right here yeah i'm my best my best self if that's just the state of acceptance i'm in and i can be there for other people too i found so often i'd be spending time with somebody and thinking about something completely different like not yes. the, the time with my friends or even just like texting around my friends and that type of stuff. I'm like, hey, why am I not just engaging and basking in this beautiful moment that I'm sharing with somebody that I love? Like who really cares about me texting some guy or whatever it might be. You know, I mess up at work or whatever. It's like, no, that doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And that brings so much comfort to my life. And I think that's why I really just, grasp onto that and when I lead my yoga classes that that's like what they're all about is just staying present and don't let your mind wander too much you can always come back to this moment we're all here exactly where we need to be don't worry about anything
0: yeah and that's that's the next thing I was going to ask is that um, you do teach yoga classes and especially um, specifically hot yoga and I was wondering how that contributed or maybe amplified your um to your spiritual journey
1: oh a thousand a thousand percent the first hot yoga class I went to I had no idea what I'm sure your listeners know and you know but it's like 110 degrees yeah. in that room <laughs> yeah and our yoga so you're pushing it's not just holding it's a flow it's a sequence it's almost like a dance and I had no idea what happened to me. I thought I was going to pass out. But as soon as I was done, I'm like, this is it. This is it. Like, this is what I need to be. It's so deeply detoxifying. And I've only been blessed with yoga teachers and mentors I've been lucky enough to learn from who are very, very spiritual beings as well and bring that into their classes all the Mm -hmm. time. And so many times I've been sitting in a class and I've heard something that the yoga teacher has said. And it reminds me of that time when I was 16 and I met that guy. And it's like a whole new awakening. Right. And, oh my gosh, I remember that Richard told that was his name. That Richard told me that. Like, yeah. Like, wait, he said that word. I haven't, and it was all connected. And I realized it is all connected. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know? and so I was just like this is amazing and and just continuing my practice there continuing growing as a person I knew the owner there and she knew I had been in fitness and was just have you ever thought about teaching yoga and I'm actually I never have I yeah. saw myself as a leader type I And now I truly realize I I am actually a huge leader type and that's where I thrive. It's just being put in a box for my whole life, but just finding myself more, maybe I can lead a yoga, yoga class. I'll try it. And it's been instrumental to me growing spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, all the things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, like I said, I've, I've been involved in spirituality pretty much all my life. So I've seen all different kinds of um, versions of practicing it and, um, and, you know, talk to different people and have gone, you know, on seek in a journey of seeking myself and, and learning to just be really understand the power of presence, the power of like being here now, the power of, um, of, of, Experiencing this moment without needing there to be anything else is something that I feel is actually pretty rare for people to actually anchor into regardless of how, of how spiritual they are. So that's why I, that's why I was so fascinated with your journey and your story because I feel like you immediately came home to that and understood that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the first things that really clicked and not saying that it was one of the first things that was easy to achieve, but that was something that made the most sense in my brain. Like it was like, well, duh, of course you have this moment, you know, yeah. suffering like loss and trauma and things like that. You realize that nothing's promised ever, yeah. like ever, ever. And that's kind of like a click cliche thing to say like you you know what I mean but it's it's very true yes I get let myself get wrapped up worried about anything yeah when I could just enjoy this moment as long as I'm not on fire or something (laughs) why wouldn't you just not be happy right now you're alive you know right
0: right and have you read any Eckhart Tolle?
1: I have not read a book, but I've 100% seen like some quotes and small readings and Mm. and I know the name for sure. He's huge.
0: Yes. Yes. I think you would really like The Power of Now. I know it's like one of the, um, you know, ones that's always recommended, but it's such a good book and it talks exactly about what you're, what you're talking about. One of the things that I like that he says, which I've repeated often, even on this podcast is, um. You know, he goes, he, he he talks about if something is quote unquote wrong in this moment or quote unquote, like not pleasant, ask yourself, is, is there something I can do right now, immediately? If there is, do it. If not, then there's really no point in focusing on it and worrying about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and I mentioned that because you said the whole, like, being on fire thing. is like, yeah, that's something that you probably need to do something in the immediate moment about. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Like, it's like, other than that, why not just enjoy? And yeah. that's something that just popped up in my brain that I'm sure you're aware of is, I believe it's Abraham Hicks, but it's the scale, the emotional scale. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's something that helps me stay present. So mm-hmm. if I'm having anxiety or whatever I'm like well how can I feel a little bit better like what's next for me yeah maybe a little bit of relief and just feel content just feel yeah. content will take you to feel content right now and next is like oh maybe maybe you want to be happy about something like leading myself in the direction helps you escape wanting to get wrapped up with anxiety or depression type thoughts whatever
0: yeah mm. so Besides yoga and really just practicing, you know, you know, it's a Ram Dass quote, be here now, but, but, but it is, it's like, it's a practice be here now is a practice. So in, besides those things, would you say that there's any other practices that you do?
1: Um, Besides
0: yoga, besides
1: reading, um, I've been trying to get more into meditation, but I'm mm. a mover and, like, I just have trouble sitting completely silent like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that
1: I've been trying to work on. Um, but also just like my, my regular fitness really helps me stay in touch with my, like when I lift or when I run and that type of stuff, I feel more connected to myself and the universe when I do that possibly because it's just something I truly love and enjoy, but yeah. I feel to get my, to know my body better and to see myself do things that I couldn't imagine. And then I can believe more because right. I to believe in things that I've never seen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, it probably helps you stay present.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly.
0: So you did mention, or oh, you mentioned Abraham Hicks a few times, but you also did mention manifesting. Do you actively practice manifestation?
1: Yes, yes, um, I do. And I've, wow, I've really reaped some benefits the end of last year and this year have been just like blessings on blessings. And I know it's because of the manifestation work I've put in. And I was Mm -hmm. even thinking about you the other day because I want to keep going. I feel really powerful, but I'm like, I'm not as knowledgeable and I don't hold the skills that like other people like you do. And I've been thinking like, how powerful could I be if I just worked with somebody on this, you know? So I've been thinking about like taking it to the next level and stuff, but. Nice. It's, it's really cool. I feel like, I know you can relate to this, but I feel like magic sometimes. And I, (laughs) I really think that I am and I'll manifest something and it comes true or I'll be doing something that I think I'm on the right path and see all these like numbers aligned and stuff. Like I feel like I'm being spoken to and heard all the time and it's so beautiful.
0: Yes. Yes. I, of course I know that feeling. Yes, it is. Do you have any stories like any, like a specific thing that you manifested that you were like, whoa, oh my gosh, this works or anything like that? Um, Yeah, I'm trying to
1: think of like a small, like little things that have happened that I think are pretty cool. But one of the bigger ones, uh, I'll give kind of a condensed version. But like many people, COVID really took a toll on my financial strain. And I spent a lot of time scared to death and anxious and worried about how I was going to pay for this if I want to do that I didn't want to be broke like I was like also angry like I worked my ass off for so long and here I am at the bottom again you know and I was and as soon as I shifted from being scared to believing Mm -hmm. that I was taken care of I got more classes to my classes started blowing up at the studio I teach at they gave me like a fat raise they gave me more classes to teach and um they offered me to do this special yoga training and even though I was working over full-time hours I was teaching all these classes I said okay I will dedicate these hours to become a better yoga teacher and I just so happened to meet a woman in there who hooked me up with a full-time job where I work from home. I'm in the fitness tech industry and I make a lot of money a year for, wow. like for me in my, in my eyes, you know, yeah. like, it works for me. Like, <laughs> and I have the freedom to teach my class. Like this hours are not full-time. I work just a handful of hours a day. I go live my life and I make, this substantial income where I don't have to stress about it and that is something that I know I manifested when I made the shift from being scared about money to being like you know what I figure it out I always have I always will how about I go back to enjoying my life and not stressing about this all the time and it just happened
0: yeah yeah and And that's because I was going to ask you, what did you do to manifest it? But really like that's the key there is uh, one of the keys is to let go of that grip on the thing that you're trying to create in your life. And that's what it sounds like you did. It sounds like you were like, okay, and you just released that grip on it. And that's when it flowed in.
1: Yeah, it was more of a releasing type of thing than it was any like action. I continued to do what I love. I continued to keep trying to be my best version, but I was able to release that yeah. stress of the financial strain.
0: Yeah. And
1: it's one of those it's some it's like when you give up control is the moment you get control. And that's yes. so true.
0: It's so true. I mean it's the same reason why they say like with dating and stuff, it's when you're least looking that the person's gonna come into your life. Well there's an energetic reason behind that and that is is, um, you do need to allow practice the allowing and the receiving part and that is releasing the control and releasing the hold and stopping all the doing it's so easy to say okay do this make this list do this in your journal make a vision board do 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 but I feel like people struggle with the release part
1: yes yeah wow I see I've never even really broken it down like that in my head before like so I think that's so cool that you have such this great perspective on everything.
0: Well, I um I mean, you probably have seen, but I I broke the manifestation process into seven steps. And so step seven is the receive, which sounds so obvious, like okay, yeah, the thing comes into my life, but it really is about the letting go. It really is about the releasing your grip on it. It really is about moving forward with your life, like you said, focusing on what you what brings you bliss, play, and joy.
1: Mm-hmm yes
0: and it sounds like that's exactly what you did
1: yeah totally it was it was very cool it was very cool
0: do you have any other like any other things where you actively were like okay I'm gonna manifest this and then it came to you (laughs) yeah it's kind of silly but it
1: is really it was really weird I wasn't This was very recent and I've been feeling very powerful lately and I didn't even think about this, but basically I was seeing this guy for a while and realized it was just like not a great, like it was not where I wanted to be. He was, it was very codependent and not in like extremely unhealthy way, but it just had all these like characteristics of every relationship I've ever been in. And I'm just like, no, this is not for me. Yeah. You know, kind of sad about that. Like ended up breaking it off, and you know, I was was sad. And I, there was, it was like a couple, like a week or so later, we hadn't really talked, and I was just like thinking about him, like uncontrollably. And normally, when he would pop in my head, I'd be like, "Okay, you miss him, moving on, let's do something different." But there was this moment I had where I was doing my big my makeup, and I was looking at myself in the mirror. And I was just, like, seeing him in my head, I, like, for, like, a, and I felt, like, I can't even explain it, but I just, like, was seeing him, and I felt like he was, like, there. Yeah. I felt like he was there. And I literally decide to go meet up with some friends. I walk downstairs, and I live right in the middle of downtown Santa Fe, and he does as well. And it didn't, like, I don't believe in coincidences at all, and I hadn't seen him for a couple weeks at that point, and I just walked downstairs and I started walking down Fifth Street and he was just oh, walking in my
0: direction towards me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me, but that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I even told him, like, because he knows me
1: very well and knows all the things I'm into. And I was like, I think I just like manifested you right here. Like this is very weird.
0: <laughs> and that- <laughs> how did he react to that when you said that? he, he could, okay he really
1: wants me back so he's like of course it is Liv of course it is we're supposed to be together and I was like no it's not I'm oh a powerful woman you're <laughs> to fall into my life
0: oh my gosh that um that is total manifestation so like all the things that you're talking about that you do they totally fit into the seven steps it's just that like it's just that they seem to not be like it seems that you're just doing them on accident <laughs>
1: Yes. and that's it's crazy you say that because that's exactly like how it was when I like we came back to fitness in my earth I'm sorry to spirituality in my 20s it's like all the things that I'm reading and learning about like mm-hmm. I know them I yes. don't know how I know them but I know them and it's like how I lead my life I'd read something and be like I do that and it's yeah. not like I was born into some spiritual family and my parents taught me to grow up like this. They did know nothing about this stuff. Yeah. And that's why another reason that gives me so much faith and hope is because it's already inside of me. It already yes. is inside of me. I just read things to unlock it. Yes. And those steps that you've created or whatever you like to call it, like, it's like that is already in my brain, but I'm not following a plan. It's, it's like he's like, I'm accidentally manifesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's true, like we do know these things at our core and our at our soul. Like you don't need a seven-step process to manifest. You don't need it. But you know, so we've gotten so caught up in the way that things should be done in our culture, our society, just like being a human, that we forget what we forget what we know deep down in our heart and soul. We forget that we know that we can create a reality and that we know how to create our reality. We don't need somebody to teach us. So it's really just like I talked about permission slips in my last episode. It's really just a permission slip to allow you, like you said, you read the stuff to unlock what you already know. It's just a permission slip to allow you to remember it, really.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. I, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really beautiful.
0: And that's one thing that I'm really passionate in my teachings about is that you don't need a teacher. You don't need a leader. You don't need anyone outside of yourself. You get to have them, but you don't need them.
1: Yes, that's very true and that can get misconstrued and stuff because I know the work that you do is beautiful and I admire you so much for everything that you are working on and the way you help people. But as you know, I'm sure there's so many people out there that are like scamming and lying (laughs) of people. That's terrifying because there's so many vulnerable people like I know that certain places in my life, if someone came up to me and was like, you can manifest all this, I will teach you the way, give me X amount of dollars or do this, I probably would have been so low and starving for help. I would have probably, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, (laughs) so that's terrifying. I hate that it's kind of become, I can't think of like, for lack of a better word, kind of like, almost like a joke that some people... Mm -hmm that makes other people less interested in it because it's, no, that's just mumbo jumbo scam. It's like, no, maybe that person isn't doing it in a beautiful way, but in reality, it's, it's actually everything. It's just the universe. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. You know, as any industry, the, you know, the coaching industry has become a, I forget what the number was, some, some crazy amount of money worth. Um, and anything that attracts a lot of attention and a lot of money is also going to attract, um, you know, people who don't have the best intentions. So my advice to people is always really learn to listen to your intuition and trust your intuition. No matter how flashy or beautiful things look on the screen, always go by your intuition, even if your human senses are telling you otherwise. Wow, that's really good. I yeah, like,
1: I really like that. That's great.
0: Because I've had situations where I went against my intuition and sure enough, I paid a ridiculous amount of money for something that, (laughs) that I, um, you know, I don't regret it because now I understand that, you know, it was just, it was just an expensive lesson and it was, and, and it also taught me what I don't want to do in my business, but, uh, and it also taught me the importance of really listening to my intuition and that not everybody online has the best intentions, but. I don't want people to be scared either. You know, it's like learn to tap into that intuition, follow your intuition. And also another thing that I'm really passionate about sharing is, is all rules are made up. So follow your own rules. Like if somebody says, oh, you have to, you have to spend at least this amount of money in a program in order to be successful. Like don't listen to anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Rules are just made up. Yeah. Yeah! Wow.
0: So, but I agree with you. There's, there's a lot I can understand how, um, how people are put off by that, but, um, but as, and that's one of the reasons why I have these interviews is to, to show people that, that this work is really powerful. It's not just about preaching something to make money. It's actually really powerful work when you dive into it.
1: Oh yeah! Yeah! Wow! More powerful than like. Like, more powerful than a, you can pay a cost. Like, there's yeah. no cost that will lead you to having this power. It's just something inside of you and using your intuition to lead you to the right type of person that can truly help you get where you want or need to be.
0: Definitely. And then going back to also just making sure that people understand that it's not the other person who holds the power. It's you. Mm-hmm like mm-hmm. never put your power outside yourself. I t- I say all the time like I love crystals and stuff and and I and I do use like oracle cards and stuff like that for myself um as part of my practice, but they d- none of that holds any power. It's you who holds the power. And just the same with any like teacher or guru or leader or coach or anyone, N- nobody holds the power. It's you.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: that is very true.
1: They're just kind of tools in a way to get up what's already inside of you, as we've been Mm -hmm. saying.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. So, um, do let's um, wrap this up by asking if you have any advice for people who are maybe just starting their spiritual journey or wanting to change their lives.
1: Oh well, congratulations! You're on the right path. um advice just keep going just keep going just keep seeking out the knowledge that you so desperately want to hear and see it's out there for you there's a place for you you belong you know this and you're doing the right thing so just keep going with it and listen to your intuition like karina says yes
0: and one thing that you mentioned earlier on in the conversation was um replacing the old habits that no longer are serving you or maybe aren't the be- aren't good for you with new better habits.
1: Yes, yes, that's something when you make changes in your life and you want to stop doing something you can't really take away without giving something to replace that. Yeah. Um, so if you have a habit or something you're trying to get rid of, always think about what you're gonna add to take place of that so you don't feel lacking or empty. Yeah. Which makes it was, was hugely influential to me when I heard that. I never made that connection in my brain. But it's kind of like, well, yeah, you can't take away something and expect to feel okay. Like, you're going to have to find something to replace.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would say that I that, um, in my journey, especially, yeah, moving away from an old lifestyle to, like, my current lifestyle, that was the same with me. It was, like, uh, trying to leave that lifestyle just by itself never worked but really like you said replacing it with doing other these other things that are actually more rewarding and bring more joy and more bliss and more play and more fun um helps you make that transition so much not just easy but like obvious like why wouldn't i do this other stuff it's way more enjoyable
1: (laughs) exactly yes (laughs) like for me, is like drinking. Like I was getting that short term, that yeah. short reward of like I feel good. I'm laughing. I'm having fun, and I feel great. And then you don't. But for yes. like, like doing a workout for me, I'm like, oh my god, this is hard. This sucks. Lifting these weights sucks. Running, you do feel joy, but the way you feel after is better. Yeah. And so it's kind of like I'm always. I've always been about those like instant gratification, instant reward. How can I feel good now? How can I and it's like actually like good things take time yes actually have so much more fun if you do those things that take yes. time you know rather than that quick kind of fix is no I'm gonna go on this fitness journey and get these endorphins naturally and also yeah. have a banging body like that's not yeah.
0: <laughs> And, you know, it's like, you know, this is, you know, similar to me, the whole going out and drinking things, like the night having that first immediate fun moment, the next day having all those awful feelings of like not remembering and feeling sick and, and what did I say? What did I do? Like, even, even the immediate after effects, whereas like I don't, I don't actually do a lot of working out, but, but, you know, for my, the the stuff that I enjoy to do, even the immediate after effects, it's like afterwards, it's like, oh, the, the joy is long lasting. It's not just for the moment and then followed by a really deep low.
1: Yes, that's true. It's it's long lasting. It's not mm-hmm. just a real thing. And then like you said, followed by like horrible feelings.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad I was able to have you on and I'm really excited to um, have people hear your story and, you know, maybe be inspired and understand that this is real manifestation and um, coming home to your spirituality can be completely life changing, can turn your life around. And that it just creates so much more peace and joy and just happiness in the moment. It's not about going out and seeking things. It's not about going out and seeking the car or the money, or the house or whatever. It's really about finding joy and peace in the moment.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love you. And I'm just so happy where you are right now. And I support you. And thank you for having me on. <laughs>
0: yes, thank you. And I um, will be in touch more often now. But um, but yeah, this is really wonderful. Thank you so much, Olivia. Of course. All right. Oh, before I actually say goodbye. um. If you want, you can share like a social media handle if you'd like people to follow you or follow your story or anything.
1: Oh, yeah. I I like Karina mentioned, I love posting like quotes and things that resonate with me and fun stuff. So you can find me at live love on Instagram. It's L-I-V-V-L-O-V-E-E.
0: Great. And then um, and is there any other like resources you want to share or is just the Instagram? um just the
1: instagram okay um but i do like if you can find on my instagram i teach virtual yoga and hot pilates which is kind of like a hit style workout
0: so if you ever wanted to move your body
1: i would be absolutely honored to lead
0: your practice (laughs) wonderful yes yes okay i'm i'm gonna have to check that out as well (laughs) please please do okay Well, thank you so much. And yes, go follow Olivia and um, we'll talk again soon.
1: Alrighty. Sounds great. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. This is a weekly podcast with new episodes released every Wednesday. Please rate five stars on your favorite podcast platform and share this podcast. If you would like to reach me about my coaching and mentoring programs, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Karina Levon. To be featured on this podcast or for other inquiries or feedback, please email me at beyondstardustpodcast. at gmail.com. See you next week.